Today, Smarties, Steph and I discuss the whys and hows of getting learners interested in stories. We talk about why reading is important, what skills reading teaches, why flexibility around what reading can look like is critical, and how to get buy-in from the readers in your home. If you are interested in having your learners strengthen their reading skills, strengthen their decoding, strengthen their reading comprehension, the two components of reading, we would be honored to work with you. At Steph's practice in Redondo Beach in Manhattan Beach, California, you can sign up for a phone call at www.myedtherapist.com, and she works with learners virtually everywhere. With my practice in Beverly Hills, California, and everywhere, is Cal- Educational Therapy Group, and our website to sign up for a phone call is www.capedtherapy.com. K A P P. Let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 236 of Learn Smarter, the educational therapy podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. And today we're talking about reading outside of school. Rach, this is a pain point for a lot of parents. Yes. When parents call, this is one of the things that is on their wish list. Mm-hmm. They want their kids to enjoy reading. I have mixed feelings about this. I know you do too. Yes. But also let's talk about age, right? Right. The younger kids, the parents, you all want them to be reading because they need to learn to read and need to get better at it, right? The older kids, a lot of times it doesn't. It's, oh, they used to read, but they don't anymore. Finding what suits best. And that's hard when you see something shift, And they don't love reading anymore. And that's okay. I understand why it's a pain point. But that's why you and I really wanted to talk about it today, to really just break it down. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say what my mixed feelings about it are. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's very common that parents hope that reading becomes a hobby. Mm -hmm. And we have to remember what reading a book is competing with. I remember I read the Harry Potter series on like a drive from LA to Vegas. That was something routine that I did was read in the car. My dad every Sunday went to the library. Very often he would take my brother and I and we could check out books. But it was also very much modeled because that's what he was doing, right? Mm -hmm. And with technology, the way it is, my dad doesn't go to the library anymore, but he sure checks out books from the library, Mm -hmm. which I do too on my Kindle and he does it on his phone, but the habit and the physical act of going was important for cultivating a love of books and reading and learning in the way that he did with us. And yet I'm not reading the way that I used to. So my question to parents is when they talk about this love of reading is always, well, how much reading are you doing in your home? Not to just bring it up again, but like, The whole going to the library thing, listen, kids weren't in school, so there wasn't going to the school library for a long time, and libraries were closed. At least around here they were. Not like that was an option. So, okay, here's the thing. We all go through phases, right? You read a book, when you find a book or you're into a book, you in particular, Rachel, 
you yeah hardcore read it really quickly but you go in phases right you're not constantly always looking for a book a book that's true once i find something it's like i binge it it's done with like two or three days yeah yes for sure and i don't drive in the car to work <laughs> like it's right it's like all these moments where we were listening i remember really experiencing that so what steph is talking about now is audiobooks and yeah. i remember really experiencing how do I fit podcasts and audiobooks into my life now that I don't have this commute during COVID? Mm-hmm. And I really did find other ways while I was cooking or, you know, in the shower or yeah. the in-between moments. It's very common putting away laundry, especially if there's something like I can't be watching TV <laughs> because that's always my go-to. Yeah, for sure. Like if I have to be on the move with something, I'm listening to a podcast, but which just goes to show that there's Lots of different ways to consume information now. For sure. So the thing that I want to really like have everyone sit back and ask themselves is what is the reason you are wanting them to read? Think about it for a second. There could be a multitude of reasons, but what is the exact reason that you want your particular child? And it's going to be different for different ages. Sure. So think about it for a second. Be honest with yourself. Is it because you think they should be doing it? Mm-hmm. Or is there another reason? If you think that they should be, that's far different. I agree. And I think sometimes also because reading and writing for, let's call them the lay parent, like the parent who's not an educator, seemed very intertwined. Because I can't tell you how often parents will talk to me about what a great voracious reader their kid is, but they can't write. And they think that they're linked. And we have to take a moment to educate the families and say, oh, they're very different skill sets. But I think that can often be something that either they're a fantastic writer, but they don't read, or they're a fantastic reader, but they don't write. Mm -hmm. And so they think by supplementing the weaker side, it'll strengthen the strong, you know what I'm saying? So it'll boost it up. Yeah. yeah. Which isn't necessarily the case at all. Right. So let's talk about why reading is important. If you're still sitting there thinking about why do I really want my kid to read? See if it's some of these reasons. Okay. This is in particular for younger kids as they grow. It's practicing stories, right? It's really understanding vocabulary sentence structure, sequential ordering, which is like, first this happens, then this happens, then that happens. So those things are really important. But remember, I'm going to throw this out there. It doesn't always have to be where you're reading from a book to learn some of these skills. Right. So let's talk about the ways to get buy-in. And I think a lot of these things are about having flexibility around what something should look like versus what it can look like. Right, right. So if you're deciding that this is really important for your learner, if you're still on that decision, Mm -hmm. let's talk about some things that we can do to help. The first thing is, I think, as the adults, we have to be introspective and be honest about whether or not we're modeling these habits Mm -hmm. for our kids. And consumption of words, like we've talked about, can happen, and stories can happen in a lot of different ways. 
your kid hearing that you're listening to an audiobook in the car. Mm-hmm. You're modeling, right? Your kid seeing that you're reading while they're watching TV. You're modeling. I'm specifically thinking of my best friend, Andrea, who's like a very voracious reader. She's always in a book. And she's a completist, too, so she'll finish it even if she's not loving it, mm-hmm. which I won't. We're different in that way. That goes for TV shows. That goes for restaurants. That goes for everything. Like, if it's not sparking me joy, I move on with my life. But her kids are constantly seeing her in a book. Mm -hmm. What's another thing? Finding high interest. Yes. So there are some books, and we've talked about some books on this podcast. I mean, some classics are Harry Potter. Right. Usually gets kids all the time. There are some really great authors for different temperaments and ages of kids. Trapped in a Video Game has gotten so many kids. Mm-hmm. The Babysitter's Club. Mm. Gotten kids with that one. Mm-hmm. The author that wrote Frindle. Andrew Clements is also a really great author and his books get kids. Those are like my go-tos. I also want to point out another resource that if you go to Book Wizard on Scholastic Books on their website, you can level a book that your kid enjoyed and usually other books that are similar will pop up or you can go, they have a discover new books tool and it asks a whole bunch of questions about what the kid could possibly be interested in and you know based off what they've read previously And it'll give you recommendations. Love. Mm -hmm. We'll link that in the show notes. Okay, cool. So the other thing is, remember, the medium doesn't matter if we're really trying to like look at stories and vocabulary. There are so many stories that are out there and how you can consume them, like we were talking about. So it doesn't have to be a book. It doesn't have to be physically reading themselves. It can be a book. And they can listen. And there are so many different types of ways to listen. So you can read to them. You can break it up and do paragraph by paragraph, sentence by sentence, page by page. You can read a sentence and they can repeat the sentence to you if they're still really struggling with reading. There are so many different ways that you can make it so that it isn't such a chore. The goal is to love stories. It doesn't necessarily have to be loving reading. Say that again. The goal is to love stories. It doesn't necessarily have to be loving reading. Yep. So on that note, (laughs) anything else to add, Rach? Nope. All right. Well, have a great week, Smarties. Have a great week.